I'm Mike Vardy. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. So it's been five years since I did my first podcast recording with my good friend Michael Schechter. And to mark the occasion, I wanted to bring him back to talk about what's happened since we stopped recording podcasts together, what he learned during the process, everything under the sun, and maybe even let him throw a few jabs in there and some right hooks while we're at it. Because, you know, we always have fun when we chat. So uh, let's just get right into it. Here's my conversation with my good friend Michael Schechter here on the Productivityist Podcast. Five years later, to the day, uh, this is what, what happened five years ago uh, this day, if you're listening to this as we published. Welcome back to the Mike's on Mike's podcast. I'm Michael Schechter, and here with me as always, and by always I mean for the second time, is... Mike Vardy of Vardy.me. Where are you from? Oh, that's a good point. You know, I'm really uh, getting used to this hosting thing. I think it's it's really coming naturally to me. I am from a bettermess.com, so it's okay that I messed that up. So uh, let's get started. We didn't really mess that up. Um, we're no longer from either of those sites anymore. Uh, but uh, Michael Schechter is with me right right here right now. Mike, thanks for joining me today. Uh, I, I, I five years. This is both, I know it's both really exciting to be away from you for that long, but really <laughs> depressing that it was that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny and the reason this came up and i have to give a shout out to uh, gary miller because he asked if there was any place where the episodes were archived and i said uh, i don't know and i went and five by five didn't have them up anymore and of course 70 decibels is long gone and so i went searching and you know god bless the internets they they've some people grabbed like all of the episodes and we did so this is episode one from february <laughs> february uh 6th i think it was fifth or sixth 2012 and we went all our last episode ever uh was yeah that's the one i want to hear how long has it been since i've had to talk to you regularly uh two years it says two years ago yeah feels feels good and here's that one here's this one so it opens a bit differently oh can't say who it's brought to you by Nope, can't do that. <laughs> but the last episode gotta, we did was called pay, Marty. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta pay me. You gotta pay. Um, so uh we always for those of you who listened to the podcast back in the day, like from the fifth from the moment we started it up until the moment we ended it, we had a segment that we did, and I haven't done that segment in a while. 
and it's called what are you drinking so because we were professional we were professional right and there's that lost episode that we've never really aired where i was really professional yeah honestly if you want to play some clips i i still have that on <laughs> <laughs> the the episode where mike made up letters of the alphabet episode. for the record mike vardy <laughs> yes mike vardy fair point fair point so the the uh, so mike what are you drinking I'm not drinking. I got suckered into dry January. And at the time we're recording this, it's January 27th. And I'm not going to lie, Vardy. I'm cranky. But please, <laughs> tell me what you're drinking and rub it in. Okay. So get this. This beer that I have in my hands is from my first ever trip to New York. And it is a 1997 beer. It's We bought it. You were with me when I bought it. And it was at that... Uh, it was either you or Nick. Nick, Nick Wanya might have been with me, maybe. It I don't think one. I remember this. So I'm thinking it might have been It one. might have been Nick. It's George Gale & Company's Prize Old Ale, the champion beer of Britain from 1992 to 1993. This is bottled 0769 from 1997. This is a 20-year-old beer that right here. This is the last one from the cellar. Something um, tells me this goes well. Well, let's try it. I haven't tried it yet. Um, let's see what it tastes like. Oh, it's it's flat as hell. <laughs> oh, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. terrible. It's it, there's nothing left to it at all. Um, it's not. It's not. It's can, not can like. I, can I ask? I don't want to take too much of the episode. Like, what were you expecting on a twenty year old? I wasn't. You know what? It was kind of exactly what I was expecting from this episode. You know, a bit stale. Uh, <laughs> didn't age well. <laughs> that's why we're doing that that's why some people might be able to watch the video of this like i'm actually gonna put for the patreon supporters they can see the video of this the beer is actually the only thing on this podcast right now that isn't fatter than when we first started <laughs> so um to give a bit of background we we ended the podcast two years ago uh and i kind of want we we've had a couple of occasions to talk since then on on the productivity podcast but never i don't think we've ever done it where it's been it's been me and you and Patrick Crone. I don't think you've had a solo episode I on, on I to forget all of our conversations. This so you're really true. asking the wrong guy. Yeah, this is true. So um so we I wanted to do this because it's been five years and kind of get go like a bit of a retrospective as well as a bit introspective as to what's been going on since and maybe some of the productivity practices that you still do because you don't really do this anymore. Like you you got a, you got yourselves a real job and you don't talk on the internet as much as you used to. Yeah, I mean, between three kids and a pretty demanding job, um, free time is, uh, you know, less than available to me at this moment in time. So, I mean, and honestly, I mean, I, I think we even talked about it in that last episode, part of the reason I wanted to do it. I mean, obviously, there's the part where I just really did not want to be forced to talk to you any longer. Mm-hmm. But I mean, more than anything, it was a matter of just, at that point, I was trying to do a pretty serious job, not be a terrible parent to, I think, I think Emily was born. I think I had two kids at that point. Now yep. I have three. And I know I'm sorry. I'm thinking when we started the podcast, I definitely had two kids. I had the third on the way. Yeah, and it was just like, yeah, I'm either going to try to do all of these things terribly, or I'm going to do less things. And the job that paid for the family couldn't go. The family getting rid of them was costly. So (laughs) you and people on the internet seemed to be the logical thing to do. So what? um, Obviously, no regrets. Right. There's no real regret. I mean, because A, you don't have to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what has, what have you taken from those years of doing better mess and stuff like that? Because you were working on a book, you had a bunch of stuff. Like, what have you taken from that and kind of applied it to 
not just the work you do now, because I've, you know, you know, I, I have a general sense of what you do, but also like to having three kids and family life and, you know, all that stuff. Like what, what kind of has still held fast or, or, or changed even? Well, there are a couple of things and I'd say some good, some bad. I, I will tell you, you know, you got to remember you and I, to a certain extent, started out doing this for two different reasons for mm-hmm. you. And again, I'm, tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth. This was a little bit more of a, something you were really interested in, had a knack for, but it was a career path for you. You were trying to move into doing this where I legitimately was doing this as an exercise to actually improve in public. I right. Not particularly where I wanted to be in my career. I was not known for having, let's call it the world's greatest follow through and didn't really sort of have that way that I actually did my work. And mm-hmm. a lot of that time that I was, you know, podcasting with you and writing on a better mess was really about exactly that. It was improving myself. And by the way, if this happens to be useful to anyone else, great, it's out there. I mean, towards the end of it, not necessarily the podcast so much, but definitely the website, I felt I had gotten to a place of diminishing returns. And I'm sure whether you'll admit this or not, you get to a place when you write about productivity where ultimately it's less about things that are actually making you productive and sharing it and trying to look at the world and find ways to create content about being more productive. And I felt like I was leaning towards that. And honestly... To me, the intent of originally a the intent of originally doing it was actually getting better at my work, and b it, that just didn't fit for me. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I actually think you enjoy it. I think you're good at it. I think you like to look at the world. And please don't ever tell me when I complimented you, <laughs> and figure out how to codify it. But to me, I was going to start getting really frustrated with it, and I felt it. The other thing too, and, and the b in that was, again. My website was never started to be a business. So even at the point where maybe I could have taken it and twisted it and leaned into it a little bit differently, there were so many years of it not being a business. I think it would have been very awkward to be like, hey, I've been doing this for free and just kind of do that there. But now I want to charge you and I want to start doing my email list. And it's just, frankly, nothing wrong with it. I think there are a ton of guys who do amazing stuff with it. Just wasn't sort of the trajectory I wanted to go. Right. And I mean, I think for me, one of the things that we've talked about this before is I don't really want to be known as the app guy. And that's kind of the path you can go down to. Yeah. I I mean, I know even if we're sitting here, it's like the question that you're going to want to ask me is like, what apps are you still using? I I, I, I see you shaking, not asking. Well, and and you know what? Here's the funny part is I've actually made this the tell. And you know this. I think you and I talked about the tell. And we had this. This was our tell when we were doing the podcast together, it's like, what's okay. our, what's our out? What do we know when an interview is not going well? Well, we'll ask them what tools they use. And well, it's, no, the, the, it, the, it was actually mostly when you didn't prepare and didn't actually have good questions. And it was, uh, well, 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 there's also times where guests, guests weren't giving us anything. What apps do you use as your Linus? It's your little Linus blanket. Okay. You carry it around with you and you ask people and you do know what to ask them. It's still, it's still partly a Linus blanket for yeah. sure. But there are some instances and we've had, we had a few interviews where we came out of it and we're like, Ooh, that was pulling teeth. That was, that was I mean, tricky. Mostly I felt that every time I was talking to you. Well, that was, yeah, but that yeah. was, that was just, you, you kind of kept that to yourself. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, so what have you, again, like, what have you taken from this? Like specifically, like what, from, from like, what have you taken and said that this is something that I still do to this day? Uh, and man, oh man, am I glad I explored this because it's made everything better. 
I mean, there are certain things I absolutely keep with me. I mean, uh, you know, just capturing things, really getting things down, be it still an NV alt for me or on, I've still bought a bunch of, uh, before he, you know, became world famous, a bunch of Aaron Mankey's, uh, What's what's the, what's the name of his index fr- cards? Frictionless, frictionless, frictionless cards. Yeah. You know, I still I still use those every day. I still use Dave Say's Emergent Task Planner to start out the day. But where I, where I would tell you I'm much less so is I'm not really using a hardcore project management system for myself. We use Trello to keep sort of track of the large projects, but I'm not capturing everything as a task for myself. It again, nothing wrong with that. It's just ultimately I found as I got stronger and as I actually had a way that I like to go about my work, that was to me more work than it was worth. I wasn't getting enough out of it. And the level to which I was ultimately capturing stuff was overblown for the way I like to work. Mm-hmm. And really if it comes down to that. If you ask what I walked away from it was, I have a much better sense of the way I work, the things I'm good at. I mean, I had a, you know, what's probably between the site was maybe seven years. Uh, uh, the podcast was five years. I had a long dialogue with myself and others as to how my personality fits into my work, how the tactics I do, you know, appeal to my work or apply to my work. And I walked away with a lot from that. But what I definitely do not miss is like, boy, what am I going to come up with and write about how, you know, yeah. uh, 3D <laughs> Touch can really improve your the way that you get your work done every day because. Searching, yeah, that melted away from me. Yeah, searching for the sake of just creating content when you really there's no reason for you to search anymore. And, and by the way, I'm still really glad I did all that stuff. When oh, yeah, I have, when I meet people who maybe really do need a task manager for every little thing, I have some good guidance to give them. When at work we have a problem where we're going to get a large inflow of the same information, something like knowing how text expander work goes a long way. I don't necessarily take that to the degree anymore where it's like I'm coming up with something to do my phone number because typing in those, you know. Extra digits was just too much for me. And again, nothing wrong, just not the way my brain naturally works. And I've leaned into that much more. I I walked away knowing myself a heck of a lot better. So with all the time you had freed up from doing the side project of of making yourself a a better mess, let's use that as as the... the, the, the It's almost like I named my site that, yeah. (laughs) Um, what, What have you filled it with and how... How does that feel? Because I, I know the, I think I know the answer to this, but I want like the audience, because there's a lot of people out there that are like you now that are pursuing, like, like you were rather, mm-hmm. and are pursuing the side hustle. And they're like, oh, I really need to, uh, I really want to do this. And they, they maybe haven't figured out that maybe they don't really need that at all. Maybe there's something else that's fulfilling, that's more fulfilling. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, again, I, there's nothing wrong with a side hustle. I mean, uh, honestly, especially, you know, look, cost of living ain't cheap. I mean, you know, everything from childcare on down isn't cheap. And believe me, I'm always tempted to kind of figure out another revenue stream. It's mm-hmm. to me at the end of the day, it was, again, this is coming back to knowing yourself. I wasn't, I wouldn't tell you when I was doing this stuff, I was necessarily slipping as a parent. My kids would go to bed and my wife was a teacher at that point and she was really tired and she'd go to bed and I stay up late. So I had the time and I had the room with which to do it. I, but I would tell you emotionally and just the amount of work I could do in a day, it was coming from my day job. I, I, I was neither dedicated to my day job or to this side hustle that I had. And I'm not telling you there aren't people who manage to balance both and kick ass in both. I'm telling you again, I was not doing at a certain point early on, 
the changes I was doing on the Better Math site, the getting to know myself, doing the work, I was definitely getting dividends at my day job. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, when I was trying to do a podcast with you every week, key content going on the site every week, and start actually applying myself more to my job, I just did not scale to that level. And you know, I would tell you I'm, as a parent, I mean, obviously three kids is more than two kids. And as my kids get older, they run around a heck of a lot more. So that's more demanding. My day job is more demanding. But I definitely feel like in the margin with that extra space I have, first of all, it's just a little, you know, read, relax, actually uh, enjoy myself. Ultimately, I'd like to put more of that time into getting healthy, but I'm not going to lie to you, that just hasn't quite happened as much. And just friends, relationship with my wife, all those things. I, I've put it there rather than putting it into something else. And I would tell you, fulfillment wise on my work, I think it's paid off. I could tell you, success. I'm not telling you I'm, you know, sleeping in a house full of money that I can light on fire for fun. But I would tell you, I think I've ultimately ended up doing better for myself, focusing on the one job than I did trying to balance both and knowing that I had a diversified revenue stream, which by the way, wouldn't suck. Right. Now, I want to go back a bit to some of the memories that you had when you were doing stuff like this. So what was... Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's an event, whether it was an episode, like podcast that we did or podcast that you might have been on, what were some of the things when you think back, you're like, oh man, that was kind of awesome. Like, like, are there specific things or, cause I mean, occasionally on my Facebook feed, like the NMX one where you and I did the episode from the floor uh, when the Bengals got trounced and you and I watched the game <laughs> in the, uh, like, you know, there's that, there's a few of them. Like what, what kind of stands out, if any, during that, during that phase of your life? Cause let's just call it that, that kind of like, you know, it sparks a bit of, you know, Oh, that, that was kind of cool. I mean, there are a couple of things I would tell you definitely stick with me. Um, I would tell you that from uh, our Julian Smith F- um, episode, that idea of zooming in and out on the subject is something that has really resonated with me and stuck with me. I'll tell you a highlight for me, just because I'm always a huge fan of hers, is the Gene McDonald conversation we had at WDS years ago. And that she had that seed of an idea for, you know, uh, yeah. like a app camp for girls. And, you know, uh, probably about three or four years later now to see what that's grown into, something that's becomes so big that she's even stepping away from it so that it can get even bigger. I mean, that, that to me is one that where probably weird that one of my fondest moments is watching someone else succeed, but it is. I mean, it, the biggest thing I want to tell you, and it probably comes back to something really related to that is at that point, I did have a lot more time and a lot more desire to sort of goof around with friends on the internet. And I met a ton of amazing people. It's actually it's a very weird week because you know you reached out to me this week to do this. I actually had um, a brunch with uh, a breakfast with Jared, who used to do a wayfind. Uh, Jason, oh, Jared Gralnick, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Jason Remus reached out to me just randomly, and I'm like, I, I feel like three years ago is, is kind of knocking on my door, and, and it's very fun. I would tell you there are still some of like the most amazing people in my life who. And I, I think you know this. I've said this to you before. I'm just a terrible friend to you. It's like when you see me or talk to me, it's like we haven't missed a minute. But I almost never think to call or text or reach out to anybody. This is true. You need to put that in your list. Like that's, uh, I, I, we've you know, actually but, talked and see. We, and here's a, one of the things I remember from that NMX thing. And this is, you know, is is when people ask like why you put certain things in your list. I remember someone you and I talked about like how I had to put family members, certain family members in my in my list because I wouldn't call them otherwise. And I'm not saying you should do that, but I'm saying that that sometimes you can get so caught up in it that that's what you end up doing. I have I have a couple of clients I'm working with now, and for some reason their task management app just went down for the day, 
and they were lost. They were absolutely lost. Would that have happened to you back then? And it would it, it I don't think it would affect you as much now if something like that happened, would it? No, I mean, honestly, at this point, again, I bounce between so many projects in my job at this point and so many things in my life that I've learned pretty quickly to stop, reorient myself and figure out how to move forward. All right. So there's a break there. Uh, My producer, John, would have put a bit of a pause in there, but it's quite funny. Um, And actually, it's it's pretty hilarious is that uh, uh, why why do you say what happened? And this is a classic example why we don't do this anymore. As I was talking about why I don't do this because of my kids and my life, my dog and my kid came running downstairs. So we took a minute. <laughs> yep. And, and, you know, I mean, there's a reason why I don't normally record podcasts in the evening. I mean, Wednesdays are kind of when I do that stuff now. I try to. So, yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is that paths change and all that stuff. But I mean, some of the memories I have are like, again, that NMX memory, the OmniFocus setup where you okay. and I were. That was a lot of fun. Um then I mean, there's been so, and and the cool thing is, is, is you mentioned this is that the friends and the connections you make online often become the ones you connect with offline, or you have the ability to connect with offline. Like when I when I came to New York recently to film that Skillshare class, uh, I reached out to you, um, and then I finally just reached out to Cat because it was like, okay, I'm not getting through to Mike. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a good call. I was avoiding you, by the yeah. way. <laughs> but it's it. Again, it just goes to show like the power of what this this you know this this institution that the internet is that allows for that because we've been like I said it's been five five years that we've known each other and that's a that's not a that's not a short period of time. Yeah, I mean we we literally spoke once a week for you know probably what three years actively doing the podcast. Absolutely, and it came out of for those who don't know the entire backstory. We've talked about it before, but it was I put a tweet out there. I think it was like about a podcast. I can't remember exactly what it was. You might remember it more. And then you said, yeah, we should totally do a pod. Like we, I think we had a Twitter exchange and you said, we totally do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, we should. And then we hopped on Skype and that was the beginning. That was episode zero. Yeah, no, I mean, and it was that easy at that point to just sort of connect with people and make that happen. And I definitely miss that. Um, you know, it, again, it, it's funny, the community online around this subject, and it's still a very thriving community. There's people doing awesome work really made me recognize more of that in my own life too. Like I would tell you definitely, you know, as a parent now, connecting with other parents, something I definitely end up doing a lot, lot more of. And I, th- I think especially as your kids get to school age and you got the bus stop and then things like that, that just happens organically. But uh, no, it's, it's one of those ones where like, you know, there are moments where I would tell you, biggest thing I miss is probably not maybe being as in touch with myself. I probably wish I would, you know, be journaling more, but I, I don't have the writing bug quite like I used to. Um, mm-hmm. And I do miss stupid stuff like this. It was, you know, as much as I was always pissing off my wife, especially when we're living in the small apartment, just kind of shoving her in another room so we could do this. It was a lot of fun. We spoke to a ton of interesting people. I mean, it's the beauty of this thing. You know, you really can kind of go make whatever you want. And, you know, yes, I think I would tell you personally, the podcasts I listened to back then were more like this. It was, you know, two idiots talking over a microphone. Yeah. Now I like the much more polished stuff, but the fact that you can, like, about that tomorrow, someone's going to tweet out, hey, let's go do a project. And someone else is going to say, yes, let's go do that. And another podcast will be born because God knows we need another podcast right now. It's <laughs> kind of awesome. And someone's going to tweet about the fact that we got together to do this and it was awesome. So uh, five years. Here, cheers to that. I'll cheer you with my 20-year-old beer. You, you can... jerk. At least it's bad beer. At least, At I least it's bad, bad beer. Bad yeah, beer. It's, it's bad beer. So, mm. uh, uh, so uh, 
Mike, people can't find you on the internet anymore. You're not available there. You do tweet occasionally, right? Every once in a while. So it's M. Schechter on Twitter, right? It's still the same as always. Same as always. Said. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining me today to talk, uh, to, to wax nostalgic a little bit. And if you're a Patreon supporter, you're going to get the bonus episode where we're going to talk about some of our favorite episodes uh, that we did of Mike's I Forget that I don't remember anything. Yeah, well, I've got, the good news is, is I've got the, uh, the list of them here. So um, it might be a very short episode because we had to do the episodes together. But nonetheless, that bonus episode is for Patreon supporters. So if you head over to patreon.com slash productivity support the show, or if you're already supporting the show, you're going to get that. So uh, Mike, thanks for joining me. It's been awesome. And here's to five years of friendship and five years more. So I don't have to talk to you for five years is what you're saying. Not on the internet. Okay, thank God. <laughs> You know, it's been a couple of years, and I don't know if we're going to do another episode like this, uh, because, you know, again, things have changed for both of our lives. Uh, Maybe we'll do something like this every few years, but uh, it was a lot of fun to catch up with Michael, of course. Very few show notes, other than the fact that past episodes we've done and maybe some stuff we mentioned, but, you know, Schechter's online, Pirate Presence is really only on Twitter at this point, and Facebook. Um, but even then, as he said, he doesn't keep in touch with too many people. So there you have it. A bit of nostalgia, a bit of a stroll down memory lane for the five-year anniversary of what we began uh, a few years ago called Mics on Mics. Uh, big thanks to John Polster for producing the show. Thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for supporting the show. They're going to get a bonus episode where we share some of our favorite episodes. So if you want to become a Patreon supporter, I talked about how to do that at the tail end there. So you could you could do that. Or you could rate and review the show or subscribe to it in iTunes and help people find the show. If you can't do it monetarily, that's all the, all that stuff will help. And, uh, again, th- you know, uh, thanks to Michael Schachter for joining me for, and for being my friend for five years, cause that's not an easy task. Uh, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, until next time, I'm Mike Vardy from the productivity reminding you to stop guessing and start going. <laughs>